You're listening to Captain's Logs and Lightsabers, part of the Geek News Now podcast network. Hey, welcome to Captain's Logs and Lightsabers. We are the podcast on the Geek News Now network that discusses both Star Trek and Star Wars at the same time. I am but one of the hosts. My name is Jonathan. Let me introduce my co-host who is here every single episode with me. Chris, how's it going, man? I'm doing good there, Jonathan. How you doing there, sir? I'm doing great. Uh, this is my favorite month of the year. It's October. It's spooky season. And, you know, as you could probably tell by our intro this week, this is a little different than what we typically do. Um, this episode it should be hitting your feeds on Halloween. So I'm going to let Chris kind of take over here because he had an idea for this episode and I thought it was incredible. So I'm going to let him explain what we're doing and why. All right. Well, thank you. So basically, my idea for this episode came from the fact that it's Halloween season, obviously. I have a small YouTube channel that I do called Pittsburgh's Trek Chat, in which I talk about different Star Trek things that are going on. And I'm planning to do a Halloween episode for that. And I was thinking of doing the 10 most freakish and grotesque moments in Star Trek. And as I was putting my list together, I said to myself, you know what? This might be a lot of fun to talk about on Captain's Logs and Lightsabers. Do a little Halloween episode. So what we're going to do is we're going to, instead of 10 moments from Star Trek, we're going to divide it in half. So we're going to do five grotesque moments from Star Trek and five grotesque moments from Star Wars. And uh, so hopefully everybody has their little barf bags next to them. Get ready for some of the gross out here. I mean, yeah, uh, I don't know if we have to go that far, but, you know. <laughs> and, and trying to make it sound ghoulish for Halloween. <laughs> Either way, uh, strap in. This is going to be a different one. So, uh, Chris, got it. why don't you kick us off with the number five grotesque moment from Star Trek? All right. So one of my f favorite episodes from The Next Generation Season 7 was Genesis. It was the episode where Barkley had some sort of virus and Dr. Crusher gave him some sort of norovirus or something, whatever it was called, to counteract it. But what it did was it caused the crew to de-evolve into different creatures from their home worlds. Some of the the creatures that they de-evolved into were pretty basic. Like Commander Riker was like a Neanderthal, something like that. Nurse Ogawa was a chimpanzee. So those didn't look really grotesque, but there were a couple freaky ones in there. Uh, if you remember, Counselor Troy started to de-evolve into some sort of frog or some sort of amphibian. And so her makeup required her to have the, these big ass sets of gills or something around her neck. And her fingers and toes were kind of webbed and kind of sticky looking. That was kind of freaky looking. Let's see, what else did we have here? If anybody remembers, Lieutenant Barkley devolved into an arachnid. In his makeup, they had about like 10 different eyeballs, like on one side glued to his face. And he had these like weird looking kind of claw kind of things when he was pounding on the windows in engineering. Can't remember if he was doing something weird with his tongue or not, but I kind of think that he was. Can't remember, but uh it was really kind of freaky. He was using those kind of uh, claws or whatever that were stuck to his legs. He was pounding on the windows. That looked kind of weird. Uh, just like his hair looked like it was falling out and being kind of sparse. So that was kind of creepy and grotesque looking. And then the one that really looked grotesque was Worf. If you guys remember in that episode, Worf kind of de-evolved into some sort of proto-Klingon. And he, he was just really big and grotesque in stature. and. Let's see what else was he? He had this these really like 
like Neanderthal looking kind of cranial ridges that he had and these weird, odd little teeth that were sticking out of his mouth. And when he was running through the halls, he was kind of like running almost like a gorilla kind of like with his arms down, mm-hmm. hands up, you know, through the darkness, which was really cool. Um, so I thought I thought that that episode was neat because even though it wasn't meant to be a grotesque episode, it, it had some really grotesque looking kind of images in it with with the the makeup. And they did a really nice job with that. One other part of the episode that really freaked me out, and it really wasn't a big makeup moment, but it was when Worf was starting to find out that he was devolving, and Dr. Crusher was in sickbay with him and it found like these pus sacks underneath his neck. And she said, Worf, open your mouth. And then there was silence, and all of a sudden he hissed, and all this venom went into her face. Mm. You know, that was freaky shit, man. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Not what, even to this day, it still gives me the chills. I always wait for that moment. It's like in the Rocky Horror Picture Show when. Uh, Dr. Frankenfurt is saying Antissa, and then you have to wait, and then he says patient or patient. That's what it reminds me of in that moment because you never, you just have to wait for that moment to happen, you know? Right. So, have you remember that episode? You remember watching it? Uh, it has been a very long time since I've watched through TNG, and that episode doesn't really stand out to me. But now mm-hmm. that you've kind of refreshed my memory about it, I think I might have to go check it out. Yeah, definitely go on Paramount Plus and check it out. Or if you have it on physical media, definitely do it. It's it's worth a rewatch. It, it's 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 spooky and it's something different that Star Trek never really did before. So a real good one. <laughs> All right. So I guess it's time for my number five scary moment from Star Wars. Uh, we're going to start this one off a little less freaky than than Chris's number five here. But for me, growing up, one of the scariest scenes in in uh, the original trilogy was the dark side cave on Dagobah in uh, Star Wars: The Empire Strikes mm. Back. You know, Luke and Yoda are having that conversation about the dark side as Yoda is training him, and they're running through the swamps and everything. And then, of course, they stumble on the the cave that is just emanating with the dark side and, and evil. You get that music that builds that tension and the foreboding as Luke kind of crawls through the cave, uh, through those tight, you know, enclosed passages with the webs and everything. When he finally is able to stand totally upright, he looks in the distance and he sees Vader coming for him, menacing, you know, lighting up the lightsaber. And then I... I don't know if it was. I'm, I'm sure this was absolutely intentional, but you know how the uh, the 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 frame rate of the lightsaber battle between Luke and Vader is intentionally slowed down so that it looks like it's very surreal and dreamlike. And then you know Luke is able to get the better of Vader and cut off his head, and the head roll. You know the head inside the helmet rolls to the ground, and then it just explodes, and Luke is staring at his own face. Man. Mm-hmm. That, that just creeped me out as a kid. <laughs> I can see why I see an exploding helmet with a face in there. I'm sure that would be pretty freaky deaky. <laughs> so that's my number five. How about, how about your number four Trek moment? My number four Trek moment goes to, let's see here, an episode of Voyager called Threshold. Now this one is kind of an odd one to talk about. Threshold is basically known for the fact that Tom Paris and Captain Janeway D they called it evolving in the episode, but they actually de-evolved. It looked like into salamanders and ended up having babies. So that's a big thing in the Star Trek fandom is that episode being joked about <laughs> them having the babies and being left on the planet. But yeah. Any, yeah. You know, that one, that one definitely gets a lot of hate. 
Yes, it certainly does, but it gets a lot of love too. Actually, somebody actually just posted online on Twitter recently. They made a they crocheted one of the salamander creatures. <laughs> I, or, wait a minute! Or no, 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 no! It was in and it was, no, no, no! It was in I think an episode of Lower Decks. Or, oh shit! I can't remember. I just saw it on here just a day or two ago. It might have been an Easter egg in Lower Decks that somebody put in there. Oh, oh! I know where it was from. That new Star Trek Prodigy video game. I think it was an Easter egg in Admiral Janeway's quarters. Wait, there's a Star Trek Prodigy video game? How did I not know about this? It, apparently, it just came out. Star Trek Prodigy Supernova, huh. I think is what it's called. So, yeah, check it out and see it, you know, if, if that's something you want to add to your video games. But I think that's what it was, was an Easter egg in the video game that somebody made. So, that's great. Yeah, it, it was wild. But it's not even the salamanders that are the gross part of the episode. It's the episode as Tom is starting to evolve um his and, and he's losing his human qualities it starts out with these just tiny little veins popping out of his head by his temples and then it spreads to uh he's losing his hair and then he's he's his facial colors are starting to change and then at one point the grossest part of the episode is he's talking i think it's either the Kess or to the doctor and he starts coughing up and he's pulling something out of his mouth and he actually ripped out his own tongue and he shows them the tongue. He looks at them and then he starts laughing. It's the freakiest, most disgusting, <laughs> one of the most nastiest things I've seen in any of Star Trek history. Because he was like proud of it, hanging, holding on to it. And then he kind of de-evolves even more and more into the more closer to the salamander thing we see. And it just looks like a typical Star Trek alien with, you know, like ridges of the day, basically. But it's as he's in sick bay and he's starting to change, and he rips that damn tongue out of his mouth, man. That it, that is so disgusting. <laughs> this day, I, I was in I was in ninth grade when that episode premiered, and I remember to that to this day how made it, it grossed me out. Then I can't even watch it now. I mean, I was looking for pictures of it on TrekCore to put in my YouTube show, and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to have to look at this for too long. <laughs> so, but that was gross. That that was horrible. So, so kudos to them. The episode was bizarre, but it was I mean the makeup and it was top notch. Yeah, I, I I know that gets a lot of hate, but that that's uh, yeah. But like you said, there there are still some fans who really appreciate it, and it, you know it makes you wonder if that Easter egg in the game was from somebody who appreciates the episode or hates on it. Exactly, exactly. I just think it's kind of funny that Admiral Janeway in the game would actually think about that so much that she would have had a crocheted version of what she turned into in her quarters. That that's. That's wild. <laughs> I mean, sometimes the, the best way to deal with trauma is to, you know, have a constant reminder of it. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that was really cool. So that's my number four of the freakish and grotesque Star Trek moments. On that note, it's time for my number four scary moment from Star Wars. The one that I picked for number four is, if you remember from the, uh, the second season of The Mandalorian, it was chapter 10 uh, called The Passenger. If the name of the episode doesn't ring a bell, it's that second episode from season two. Mando and Grogu are, uh, you know, they have to pick up Frog Lady and they have to get her eggs uh, to the planet, the only planet in the system that uh, habitable for them to raise their family. So Mando, Grogu and Frog Lady, they're involved in a little skirmish with two X-Wings and they crash land on that little icy planet and kind of get waylaid on their way to the planet. You know, we so they crash land on the ice planet and they're exploring the cave and you know, Mando and Frog Lady are trying to get to that hot spring inside the cave so that she can warm up her eggs. 
But, you know, Grogu decides he's going to wander and he stumbles across all those eggs. Kind of reminds you a lot of something from Alien. You know, you think, oh, is, is there going to be a face hugger burst out of one of these eggs and, and attach mm-hmm. itself to Grogu? But no, you know, they were, there was even worse. They were spiders. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I'm not personally a fan of spiders myself and it doesn't sound like you are chris either no no (laughs) after snakes they're my number two things i loathe the most i mean you know yeah absolutely and you know kudos to star wars for uh joining the gigantic spider craze that uh, other pop culture properties have done such as lord of the rings and and harry potter series Mm mm-hmm you know, Star Wars had to take its shot and and produce a, a, a an arachnophobia inducing episode of The Mandalorian. So, yeah, very common source of terror: spiders. Mm-hmm. Wasn't this the episode also where Grogu was eating the eggs? Yes. Okay, that's why I thought you were going with this at first. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? That did kind of break the internet for a while, right? It sure did. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't mention that just because I knew that that was uh, a lot of a lot of people on Twitter and stuff were really upset with that scene. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I gotcha. Yeah, I, I got. Gotcha. I didn't really want to break that up, but hey, you know, Don't here we are. It's, it, it's been it's two cool. years. Yeah, it's been two years. <laughs> Deal with it exactly exactly all right cool well that was a good one to bring up definitely all right so coming in at number three for my star trek grotesque moments i'm actually moving into modern star trek now and going into the first season of star trek picard i believe it was episode five stardust city rag so this is the episode where picard and the crew go to i forget what it was called was it free form or free cloud like i think it was free cloud and they were looking for Doctor. Uh, Bruce Maddox in, in the episode. But the episode started out very dark and ended very dark. If everybody remembers, and this was a controversial moment in the Star Trek fandom, was the character of Echeb from Voyager. The episode started with him being disconnected and dis- basically disemboweled from his Borg nan- nanoprobes and, and body parts while he was conscious. Uh, the, 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 I guess it was some lady, I can't remember her name, but I guess there was a black market after Voyager came home for uh, Borg body parts. And so Echeb was caught and was being his body parts were being harvested. Seven of Nine came in and stopped the situation from happening. I guess she shot a bunch of people dead. But uh, Echeb ended up dying in her arms. And to her, Echeb was like her son. You remember in season six of Voyager, there were what? How many? There were what, four Borg children. There was a baby that kind of disappeared too. And uh, But anyway, we'll, we won't talk about that. But three of them ended up getting brought back to their home world or whatever, but each had stayed on board the ship. So he was basically her son for a number of years and to watch him being brutalized and tortured. And then he died in her hands. She killed him basically to save him from suffering mm-hmm. at this point, you know, so that's very hard to see. And the scenes where his Borg eyeball is literally being ripped out of his head. That it's gross. It's, it's very graphic and disturbing, especially if you, grew up watching Voyager and knowing that that's each had being tortured, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so what are your thoughts? Yeah. I, I, I know that with the Star Trek shows on Paramount plus, they are unafraid to utilize their ability to kind of uh, go off the rails and, and be a little bit more grotesque with, you know, with the body horror and, and stuff like that. You know, they certainly took every advantage of the fact that they're not on traditional television. Definitely to, to portray that scene. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's one that they, a lot of fans have been even to this day still bring up and are, are pretty disturbed, you know. But uh, it, it was a good episode. Won't deny that. You know, it definitely tugged at the heartstrings. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, you know a little bit sad, a little bit grotesque. Yeah, and and unfortunately not the best closure for that character in that relationship. But no, the only good thing about the episode, really the best thing about the episode, is that it introduced Seven and Nine back into the fold of Star Trek, and we still have her. So we're blessed right. that way. Very much, very yep. much. All right, time for my number three. If you remember, back in 2016, we were treated to Rogue One, a Star Wars story, which was the first standalone. Star Wars film that we got outside of the Skywalker saga. Uh, and a lot of people feel that this is the best Star Wars movie under the Disney leadership. And, you know, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree, but hey, you know, whatever you like, that there's plenty of Star Wars out there for you. But there is a very, very gruesome and, and disturbing scene towards the end of that movie. And I think you probably know where I'm going with this, Chris. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that is uh, the the menacing Darth Vader in the hallway scene from Rogue One. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. very, very classic horror tropes there. You know, what's more scary than a dark, dimly lit hallway with someone chasing you and trying to end your life, right? Uh, yeah. Now now give Darth Vader a lightsaber and making the, his eerie glow of his red lightsaber be the main source of light during that whole scene. I mean, the cinematography, the way everything was shot, uh, just seeing Vader go full on Vader, you know, with, this is really the first major time we've seen Vader really exercise his dark side powers to the extreme. I mean, just no matter where he goes, death and destruction follow. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a very scary scene and, and one that I will never forget. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we finally got to see the true power of Darth Vader. I mean, you've never we've always seen him do like slow fighting in the different movies. This one, he was like full force, you know, hardcore Sith, mm -hmm. you know, and there was no mercy, no nothing. Right. And the only thing to really top that so far that we've seen in live action is the Obi-Wan and Vader fight in uh, the Obi-Wan series. Well, mm -hmm. both fights, I guess. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, definitely the last one was was more intense, but because uh, Obi-Wan wasn't as up to par as he was in the in that third episode but they were both wonderful and it's nice that we're finally get, getting to see darth vader actually in his prime you yeah. know that's what fans love so much and you're right that's what they remember most about rogue one go ahead chris give us your number two all right my number two we're going to switch into the movies here for a minute and since it's the 40th anniversary of star trek 2 we'll go ahead and talk about its grotesque moments so there were actually a couple in this one so obviously we know that Khan tortured. Chekhov and Captain Terrell with the SETI eels. So the very first time I ever watched this Star Trek II, I watched the TV version that was aired on ABC, mm -hmm. and they limited how grotesque some of it was. So when I first saw the SETI eel entering their ears uh, from the real, the theatrical version, <laughs> I was like, what the heck am I watching here? Literally watching it enter and slither into their ear canal was when you're eight years old was just like the height of freakiness. That was like right. walking dead mumbo jumbo at that time. <laughs> Seriously for me, you know, so that's gross. And then watching it later on when it was coming out of Chekhov when they were on regula and if, in the, in the TV version, they just saw it from a distance coming out, just a little bit of blood trickling, not in the theatrical version when it's literally blood's dripping out. And then you see it coming out like 
right? They zoomed in on his ear and watched the slithering out. Gross as all get out. <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting. But it was it looked great and it made it for extra attention with those those scenes. Um, also, one of the grotesque scenes is watching Scotty carrying his burned nephew in the turbo lift, and you see him later on in sick bay dying. Mm-hmm. That's hard to watch. You know, watching a young man who was serving and stayed at his post die for nothing. You know what I mean? Because of Khan's uh, vengeance. He wasn't even a part of it. So that was pretty gross. And then also talking about people who were burned. If you guys watch the, the Battle of the Mutara Nebula at the end of the movie, um, and Khan is caught in an explosion as the Reliance being left for dead, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, he's his whole left side of his, or right side of his body actually is burned. You know, right. and, he, and he's crippled. You can even see his hands are all curled up and, and gnarled from the explosion. And, you know, just... Just in, you know, his chest head looked like it. You could see the melted flesh. I mean, it was just, it was gross. But I mean, it, it tied in very well because Khan was talking a lot. We using, I can't remember exactly what he was talking about. Was it lines from Dante's Inferno saying something like, From hell's heart, I stab at thee? Right. Yes. Yeah. You know, you know, for hate's sake, I spit my last breath at thee. I mean, creepy stuff. And it fit Khan to a T. And I'll be, you know, so I mean, Yes, it had its horrible, grotesque moments, but those were part of what made the movie so good and, and made the character of Khan so fascinating. You know, knowing the kind of lengths and the disgusting things that he would do to get his revenge, you know, and it was seen well throughout the movie, you know, mm-hmm. so kudos to them. Right. So, and, and that whole movie just gave, you know, fans a whole new thing to to you know, to to clamor over. I yes. mean, it you know, after the commercial failure, I mean the well no, let me take that back. Star, Star Trek: The Motion Picture was a commercial success, I think, but it just mm-hmm. didn't get the good reviews. Like, yeah, you know, yes. and and Star Trek Two really brought Star Trek not only into the the consciousness of the fans and no and restored confidence that hey, Star Trek can make a great feature film. It brought in uh, new fans as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Star Trek two definitely saved the franchise. So, you know, wonderful movie. I'm sorry I missed. I wasn't able to see it on the big screen for the 40th anniversary this year. I'm pissed about that, but eventually it'll come back out. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, maybe, you know, uh, Hey, we've got a 50th anniversary coming up, right. In in about 10 years. So exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Heck, you know, even for the 45th, they might bring it back. You never know. True. True. I mean, yeah. Why not, right? Exactly. We're in that era now. I've seen Star Trek, the motion picture on the big screen twice since they re-released it. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, not as exciting as Star Trek 2, but hey, it was fun to go and see it on the big screen. Exactly. And and there's no better way to see that movie than on a, on the biggest screen possible. So. Oh, I know. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Uh, I guess it's time for my number two. We're going to stick with the body horror subgenre here. Uh, I chose a very early episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars, an episode from season two. I believe it was episode eight. Uh, It was kind of the middle piece of a three episode arc. In the first episode of the arc, we saw some dead Geonosians being brought back to life and they kind of terrorized the clones. But you know, they were able to successfully capture one of the leaders of the Geonosians, and they were transporting him back to Coruscant to stand trial. But, you know, some things happen, and these slug, like, brain, and like, slug-like, worm-like thing uh, burrowed itself into, or rather, up the nose of one of the clone troopers, 
and uh, started taking over his consciousness and his actions and everything. He infected a bunch of his other uh, squad mates with these slug-like creatures, and they kind of took over um, the piloting of the ship, and it was up to Padawans Ahsoka Tano and Barris Afi to kind of figure out what was going on and try to save as many of these clones as they could because they knew they weren't acting right. But yeah, just just the idea of some kind of like worm-like, slug-like creature crawling up your nose and and just attaching itself to your brain is just ugh. oh, I know that, that that just the the image of it and just thinking of like going one up one nostril, like looping around the yeah. brain and maybe out another. Oh, <laughs> I forgot all about that episode, man. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> I'm gonna You're welcome, have, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll, I'll have now. I'm gonna have to watch it again. It's that it's that time of year. Why not? You know. Yep. But you're right. And it kind of, in a way, they kind of recreated that during Book of Boba Fett, too. And it wasn't in the second or third episode. Didn't a lizard go up Boba's nose mm-hmm. and cause him to mm-hmm. hallucinate? So, yeah. yeah. So Dave Filoni must have some sort of, like, thing with things going up people's noses or something. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's some gross stuff. Yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> Without further ado, we have reached the number one scary moment in Star Trek. Chris, take it away. All righty. So I am going to the early years of Next Generation, the end of season one. The episode is called Conspiracy. So this is the episode where there's apparently some sort of invasion of the Federation going on, but we don't know what's happening throughout most of the episode. Toward the later part of the episode, we find out that they're these little like insect like little crawly creatures. What they do is they enter a humanoid host. And they stick their little uh, like a little pointer out for breathing. And uh, they cause the people to eat worms as what they what they feed off of. But basically, those little creatures used our humanoid bodies to start taking over strategic areas of Federation space, and eventually it would be the Federation. So anyway, Picard and Riker figure this out, and they go and they find the mother creature, who is actually in Lieutenant was it Remick Commander Remick Lieutenant Commander Remick. Yeah, and uh, so they find him actually sending some sort of signal out, and he turns away, and there's a little creature that just ran out of one of the Admiral's bodies, and in one of the most grotesque moments in all of Star Trek, Remick eats that creature, they watch him swallow it, and they had this effect where they had his throat throbbing, and so, yeah, it was gross, man. So Picard and Riker actually phaser remick but then they for some reason they bring their phasers up to his head and at the and his head explodes right on screen you know i mean it it was it was horrible i mean meat got the fly and all over the place it was just nasty you know and then that's not where they stopped so of course the the head blows up his stomach starts to dissolve and then all of a sudden something comes rising out of his chest you see all these little bug creatures flying out and then you got this mother creature that is one of the most disgusting nauseating looking things you could ever see and it was groaning and so picard and Riker said well forget this so we're gonna kill it so they killed it and all you see at the end of the episode before they go back to the enterprise is a body with a burned out uh abdomen guts everywhere and and a body with no head and head parts blown all over the room you know, I mean, for, think about it. This episode aired to what? May or June of 1988. I mean, yeah. can, I can't imagine. I can't believe they got that past the censors, even though the show was in first run syndication and not network. I just can't believe for that era they would do something that visually violent. 
you know? Yeah, that seems very odd for that time of year. I mean, you would, you know, that's before television ratings, of course. Yes. But, you know, television tended to stick less to like grotesque stuff and more, you know, doom and foreboding and, you know, mm-hmm. building atmosphere when they wanted to portray something creepy. Mm hmm. Absolutely. And the episode actually had both. It had the doom and foreboding of what was going on with the Federation and this head blowing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, they, they went full whammy on this one. It wasn't that great of an episode overall, but mm-hmm. I, I at least I give them credit for attempting something that visually striking. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then it, it's still, you know, how many years now? 30, what, 35 years, 34 years since it came out and people are still talking about that scene you know, I see memes of it on Twitter all the time, you know, for different things. So, you know, when you when you have something, even if it wasn't a greatest episode, it sticks out like that. You know, you have a classic to some degree. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we're almost at the end, aren't we? We are. We are. All right. Well, uh, I guess it's time for my number one scary moment from Star Wars. So, all right, going to take you back to 2010 and 2012, respectively. I had graduated college, I was working, and uh, this was, you know, right before the purchase of Lucasfilm uh, by Disney, we got a duology of books. Um, So the first book that was released in 2010 was called Death Troopers. And uh, these are not to be confused with the Death Troopers from Rogue One and the shiny black armor that speak their own weird language. We're talking Death Troopers as in uh, the Walking Dead, the reanimated dead. And then in 2012, a prequel novel to Death Troopers was released called Red Harvest. So this duology of books that is now firmly considered legends was still, you know, and, and still is to this day, one of my favorite uh, sets of stories to read. You know, it, it's a little bit of Star Wars mixed with a very healthy dose of Resident Evil and a sprinkling of The Walking Dead, you know, because they're zombies. So mm-hmm. in, in the Red Harvest book, uh, this takes place during the era of the Old Republic, when it was the Jedi versus the Sith race, not to be confused with the Sith that we see in the classic trilogy era. Um, this was a race of people called the Sith. So a, a flesh-eating virus is created from a very rare type of orchid. Uh, this orchid gets stolen by one of the Sith Lords, and he finds that the orchid is able to produce this virus that not only kills its test subject, but then re- later reanimates them and bring them, brings them back to life as a zombie. So the Sith Lord creates this you know, zombie army and uses it to attack the Jedi. He ultimately fails, but, you know, we find out at the end of the book that, uh, you know, obviously since it's a prequel and that we know what happens in death troopers, we know that this virus survives. So death troopers is very much evocative of alien, uh, a group of Imperials come across a derelict star destroyer that has been overrun by these reanimated stormtroopers from you know, the virus that was created in the first book. Uh, so, you know, like I said, it takes cues from aliens as well as the zombies uh, subgenre. It's a really tense thriller. And I recommend anyone to, to read this book. If you like a little bit of uh, zombie horror in your star Wars, it's a really good duology of books. Oh, that sounds awesome. That's awesome. You said they came out in 2012. Uh, the first one came out in 2010 and that was death troopers. And then in 2012, the prequel book red harvest was released, but it's a prequel in, in the sense that it takes place thousands of years prior to, uh, death troopers. 
but it's still the same author wrote both books and it's mm-hmm. the same virus in both. Oh, that's interesting. I've never heard of either one of them. So I'll, I'll look into that and see. I mean, those sound like some pretty good reads. Um, so so the, you said the stormtroopers are in the first one, right? Uh, no, there's no stormtrooper. Well, in the prequel novel, there are no stormtroopers. Okay. It's, it's the Sith versus the Jedi. Okay. Uh, in the second book, the one that take you know the the one that was released first but takes place chronologically after okay. uh, that involves the empire and stormtroopers the the time frame or the the timeline on that book is right around the time of a new hope oh okay okay that's what i was wondering okay cool yeah i, I think I'll, I'll look in the library and see you know check them out that that might be an interesting read yeah you should easily be able to find both books at your local library Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you. I'm, so you're the aficionado on the Star Wars novels. I never got to read any of them. So, <laughs> so you're a fountain of information for those, my friend. You really are. <laughs> I try. I try. Yes, you uh, do. <laughs> no, I, I am a, uh, I'm a huge fan. I, I mean, of all the Legends books that I read, I think that is my favorite duology. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's saying a lot, considering that, uh, you know, we had the Thrawn trilogy, the Th- the Hand of Thrawn duology, both of those are so, you know incredible uh, narrative storytelling in Star Wars, and mm-hmm. I still think that uh, Red Harvest and Death Troopers is better. Oh, okay, cool, awesome. All right, so hey, that's going to do it for our top five scary moments from Star Trek and Star Wars. Uh, why don't you tell us what you think? You can reach out to the show uh, on Twitter at CLLpod. You can email us at logslightsaberspod at gmail.com, or you can engage with the post on Facebook or Twitter that will announce the episode. Uh, Engage with us there and tell us what your favorite scary moments from Star Trek and Star Wars are, and we'll read them out loud on the air. Awesome. Sounds good to me. All right. Uh, And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more and you want to introduce your friends to it, please feel free to share our podcast. If you'd like, uh, please rate us on Spotify and give us a rating and review on iTunes. That is how we beat the algorithm and get our voices in more ears. So please give us a review. Help us grow the show because... Uh, I know we have some very fierce and loyal fans. Uh, I want to get more. Definitely. Yeah, the more the merrier, definitely. Be great right. to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Chris, tell yes. everybody where they can reach you. Well, you can follow me. The best way to reach me is through email. It's uh, Christopher, and then my my last name, S-T-O-U-G-H, and then the letters L-S-W at gmail.com. Also, if you're interested in watching any of my uh, videos on YouTube that deal about Star Trek and and, uh, different episodes, different topics, um, you can just go to youtube.com, type in Pittsburgh's Trek Chat, and you can check uh, or go right to my page or my channel, I should say. And uh, there are 80 episodes up there if there's anything you guys want to look at. And if you ever want to bring it up about anything, let me know. All right. Hey, that's going to do it for episode 19 of Captain's Logs and Lightsabers. We hope you enjoyed this special Halloween-themed episode, and we look forward to coming back for episode 20. Until then, may that force be with you. And live long and prosper. <laughs>